Kiplar, Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies for your Monday episode here of Locked On Browns. We'll get to some safety talk today from the Combine, some cornerback uh, talk today from the Combine uh, from the Draft Network. Trevor Sakema dropped a three-round post-Combine mock draft, which we're going to get to pick apart a little bit. Uh, you know, have a little fun with uh, Trevor in that stance. Your host here, Jeff Lloyd, your local expert on all things Cleveland Browns-wise for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, today, defensive backs got to hit the field in Indy, the final day in Indy, the 2020 NFL Combine in the books. That's a wrap, so to speak, folks. Um, obviously, still a bunch of folks that we're going to need to see pro days from including a lot of these combine guys who it's either a complete incomplete resume leaving Indy or, you know, a resume where we're going to need to see some testing. Some of these guys maybe just came for speed and now maybe they'll work towards, you know, better agility numbers at pro days. But, um, you know, a lot of right now blanks in some resumes start getting through here, this group, just a little bit here. Um... Antoine Brooks Jr., guy, everybody knows this guy. I really like his game. Uh, I love the production. I love the activity around the line of scrimmage. Only ran in the 4 6 uh, to, uh, range today. I'm okay with it. Um, for me, I think Antoine Brooks Jr. is going to play in the box. Um, maybe a third safety to start out his career. See how the development goes from there. Probably still likely a day three guy. The production is there. Willing tackler. Good tackler. Still a big fan. I um, think you're looking at a strong safety only. A guy who's kind of just been slow and steady throughout the process, whether it was the Senior Bowl, whether it's now the Combine, uh, Terrell Burgess out of Utah just keeps putting together you know, good portions of the draft. You know, Like I said, Senior Bowl, good Combine numbers. Ran in the uh, you know, mid-4-4s today. Good day for him. The big story, I guess, from the safety class today is, you know, the smaller school guys. So, you know, Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois, uh, obviously Steve Atwater's nephew, Kyle Duggar out of Lenore-Renine. These guys absolute blew it up today. These guys come with size. They come with length. The athleticism was just gravy at this point. Uh, I don't think either of these names are going to meet first round just due to the fact that the tape and the competition they played against fantastic days all around for both of these guys you just it's getting hard to ignore what these guys are essentially bringing here as far as you know just talent and putting it all together you competed both what both competed well down in mobile both came out you know today put up fantastic workout numbers uh it's, it's how you do it that's how you go through the draft process uh, Kevon Wallace out of Clemson, you know, he's, obviously this isn't going to be part of the Browns defense this year as we know it. It was a huge part of Steve Wilkes' defense. Kevon Wallace, uh, four or five flat. Um, he looks great as far as the potential of what is that big nickel type of player. So he's going to be someone to, you know, monitor as far as this goes through the process. Free safety ability does have, you know, a lot of you know repetition near near the line of scrimmage, so he's somebody another one. That's it's he's going to be an interesting name. Probably go higher, and it's certainly not going to hurt him. Uh, you know, hurt him whatsoever. That you know he played at Clemson, and obviously you know the longevity 
of the seasons, you know, 15, 16 games each year, year and out. The competition that he played, good day for Kayvon Wallace. Um, my guy, Antoine Winfield Jr., um, you see him run a 4 4 5. Um, it just, for me, a guy like this and all that he's done, the tape is tremendous. Seven interceptions, the fact that there's center field experience, the fact that there is experience around the line of scrimmage, um, knows how to blitz. Um, and we talk about this all the time when you're talking about the son of a former player and a standout player like Antoine Winfield Sr. was, is you just want to see the naturalness of it all. And you see it with Junior on the tape to come in today. Tesla, like a great athlete. Yes, I said the size was going to hurt him a little bit. And, you know, obviously sub 5'10 certainly doesn't help. But putting together good athleticism in these testing should do wonders for Antoine Winfield Jr., it wouldn't stun me if he was the first safety off the board. Uh, I think he is that legit. I think he's that respected. We won't know. You know, it'll start to probably leak out here in you know the coming weeks about his medicals, and maybe that's where we can kind of get more of a fuller picture on it, so to speak. Um, but Antoine Winfield Jr., great, great day. Now here's where this class is going to get a little difficult. You have some names that didn't work out. Whether it's Ashlyn Davis, obviously the injuries. Um, Brandon Jones out of Texas, another one a lot of people like. And then there is the Grant Delpit NFL, I mean, you know, elephant in the room. Grant Delpit should be the best safety in this class. Um, but you go through a season where the tackling was an issue. Uh, what do you do with him? Is he a true combo hybrid safety in today's NFL? Or do you value him enough where you just say you're going to be a free safety? Is that maybe get him into the latter part of round one? He's going to test. He'll probably test well at his pro day down in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, big schools have a way to line this up where it looks great. Um, for me, I, I do think what the Browns are going to need at the safety position, I think Grant Delpit is, Grant Delpit is definitely a very interesting name. In the early second round, if he tests higher and goes higher, so be it. I still think there are going to be players in Anthony Harris, um, you know, from Minnesota, from the Minnesota Vikings through free agency. It's going to be a guy they have to look at. Uh, you know, it's it hurts to not get numbers on Ashlyn Davis, who's supposed to be rumored to be this fantastic athlete, and the track back, background shows. But the safety class had their day today um, in Indy, uh, so that puts a bow on them. We're going to wait on pro days to get a finalization. On this group, but you know, some guys really stood out. Uh, stood out some guys that we've talked about in spades here, and those two small guys, small schools guys, in Chin, uh, Kyle Duger, really, really had some fantastic days. We're going to get to the cornerback group here. Like I said, we're going to pick apart Trevor Sakema's uh, latest mock over at the Draft Network. More here with Jeff Lloyd on Locked On Browns. Guys, gals, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you, when he, was always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so they're confirmed to work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. For instance, most guys talk a good game. But if you are one and done, Blue Chew can even help you follow through for the nightcap of the Twinite doubleheader. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. 
So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and of course, no more awkwardness, not that there should be any. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy right now. We've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Now, we covered the safety class first. And obviously our reasoning for doing that, it is the more important need for the Cleveland Browns. Um, As far as the cornerback position, you're probably going to look more nickel here. I think Terrence Mitchell, the way it's looking now and reading the tea leaves, I think they're going to keep Terrence Mitchell around. They like the size. they They like the length. It gives them something different. And, you know, even if you're going to bring in a rookie corner, the question is going to be how much of an opportunity or playing time or reps are you going to give him right out of the box? So I think Terrence Mitchell is going to stick around. Um, best in show, Jeffrey Okuda, smooth, silky. The footwork, uh, you know, hope the, uh, the whatever the dinged up injury was, was nothing big because uh, otherwise, uh, you know, Saladay solidified himself, no doubt about it, as cornerback one in this class. Um, somebody that there have been some questions on, and there is some of it to the off-field. Christian Fulton, out of LSU, put together a fantastic day. Ran well, jumped well, three-cone was fantastic. Size is not optimal, and Pete and I have gotten into this. You know, Everybody knows who the top cornerback in this class. It's Jeffrey Okuda. It's a question of who is the second-best cornerback in this class. Christian Fulton is battle-tested from the SEC Played against everybody. Played against a bunch of wide receivers in this class. It's It was a good day for him. He needed it. Um, question is going to be, do people get concerned about size? It's it's You can't beat it. You are who you are. Your measurements are your measurements. But to make up for it today with great athleticism and obviously you know, great um, you know, production, uh, pass breakups and things of that nature. Good day for Christian Fulton. Um, one that's kind of been was really high in the beginning of the draft process. His name's kind of just fizzled out, probably solidified himself. And this could be your number two cornerback in this class. Uh, C.J. Henderson out of University of Florida. Again, another SEC player, played everybody, sub 4440, jumps fantastic. The drills smooth, silky, no missteps, which is the biggest thing with a cornerback. One misstep leads to a 75-yard touchdown. C.J. Henderson Fantastic day today, and looked pretty thick. You know, similar to Justin Jefferson from LSU. You know, we had concerns about the build and the size. These guys are out there; they don't have pads on. There's no way to disguise it. This is what they are. C.J. Henderson, pretty thick, nice little yoke up for the size. Looked really good moving around today, and ran really, really well. Um, Jeff Gladney from TCU. It continues to be, you know, a mystery within a box. Came in, you know, the measurements were off. You know, just didn't line up to the type of player he'd look like on tape. Shorter, weighed a little more, which is never a good combination. Um, goes out and runs a really good 40 today. You know, sub 4-5, 4-4-8. That's great for a guy that looks like a little physical. Zone corner, that type of thing. But then goes and runs a three cone in the 7.3 range. 
not optimal. Um, I think Jeff Gladney is in the fringe of that late first round, early second round. Uh, I think he's going to be scheme specific. He would not be a Cleveland Browns target as Joe Woods is going to want to go true man here with most of his guys, which which is great because it does fit Denzel. It does fit Greedy Williams. Uh, it just we're just a very very strange process to this point for Mr. Jeff Gladney. We continue to roll on through here. Um, whether it was Troy Pride out of Notre Dame, 4-4 flat. He had a great week down in Mobile. He may be that guy you're looking for at the nickel. Um, a guy I've spoken well of, a guy I like, and say maybe he could be, for me, the number two cornerback in this class, A.J. Terrell. Um, you, know, you can't just, you know, if you want to vault guys like Patrick Queen because of the you know playoff series and the championship game, you know, whatever, but you can't also just go flame away a guy like A.J. Terrell who has three years of great tape at Clemson because he had a bad national championship game against the guy who will be the number one and uh, number one wide receiver in next year's NFL draft. So, you know, great day as far as AJ Terrell trying to, you know, re, you know, rewrite everything for him personally. You know, after a, you know a rough playoff stretch, AJ Terrell still a player, still a guy I like, a guy we're gonna have to wait on, and I pray we're gonna get something out of him. Amik Robertson out of Louisiana Tech. His production as far as pass breakups, interceptions, all that type of stuff, fantastic, incredible to this point. Um, you just want to get confirmation on some testing numbers, the size, the build, fit as far as a nickel cornerback perfectly. I'd love to have him. I love the tape. I love the player. Somebody that's just, you know, I think it's just a great fit. Um, and you love the fact that he's going to come in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder due to the fact that, you know, smaller school kid, obviously. Um, Ohio, Ohio State-wise, you know, obviously we talked about Akuda. Damon Arnett, you know, the speed wasn't there. I don't think that's totally Damon's game. And I know it's a little odd for you guys because, you know, the Ohio State cornerbacks for years have just been these pure, essential athletes. I like the attitude. I like the physicality. I like the willingness of the tackler that he is. I think he's just going to be fine. You're probably talking maybe mid to late second round pick, early third round pick. Uh, you know, Damon Arnett obviously going to head off to a, a nice, nice career in the NFL. Bryce Hall, here's another one. A kid from Virginia was highly touted coming in. Obviously, the injuries were going to get nothing from Bryce Hall. You could be talking about one of these picks where everybody uses maybe, oh, it's a red shirt year. We'll see. Um, and it stinks to not get numbers. It sucks to get num not get numbers on a guy with this productivity. The technique is perfect. He's such a smart cornerback and was so very successful down at University of Virginia. Just, it's rough with the injury. Um, it's a buyer beware because you're not going to get testing number, but you're going to get a guy with really, really solid tape. My guess for Bryce Hall would be mid-third round, early fourth round. Certainly a candidate where you're going to get a steal. If he's going to go in that range, you're not ever going to call him a bust. But certainly a candidate for a steal. That's your cornerback workouts. And with that, it puts it to bed here. We're going to get to pro days. Obviously, we're going to cover all these guys a ton more between now and late April. But 2020 NFL Combine Talk, folks, that is in the books. And with that, we'll start moving on to Trevor's latest mock draft over at the Draft Network. If you've got the Google Home, you know, and this is a new one now, and everybody likes to have, you know, these home, you know, access in the house, asking for music, asking for news. If it's Google Home, ask for your latest Cleveland Browns news. You'll get me some shorter segments 
Obviously, lately it's been a lot about the combine. Uh, long, long discussion today on Joe Schobert. You'll get some short ones. There's some long ones. One minute, five minute. Go ahead. If you're a Google News user, ask it for the latest Cleveland Browns news. So we're going to get into Trevor Sakema's uh, latest mock. Obviously, everybody over the Draft Network, they've been rotating it. Everybody drops you know one mock per week on Monday from Mock Draft Mondays. We're going to get into Trevor's here. He went three rounds, which means four selections for your brownies. I think he absolutely knocked it out of the absolute park. We're going to start to proceed through this. Um, Trevor did trades in this mock. Um, none of them affect the Cleveland Browns. So we're going to go to... Selection number 10, pick nine, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, South Carolina, off to the Arizona Cardinals. Pete and I have discussed this with the re-signing of DJ Humphreys. It puts the Cardinals in a position where they can either A, give more to their defense, or B, just go straight, uh, best person, best player available. In this case, you're going to do that. Javon Kinlaw, you start adding a little bit more to that defensive line you have there in Arizona. Hopefully, you're going to keep some of these games closer. And, you know, the offense in year two, you know, with Kyler Murray. Um, and obviously the whole run and shoot system, which seemed like a lot more of run than it did shoot, so to speak, with Cliff Kingsbury. But Javon Kinlaw to Arizona. Ten overall, Tristan Wirfs. Um, look, Tristan Wirfs, monster, monster weekend. Um, the speed, the agility. Um, we already know he is a freak in the weight room. You know, from Iowa, he's well coached. Um, question is going to be whether or not Tristan Wirfs makes it to 10. That is going to be the question. So Tristan Wirfs at 10, if you want to build this from the right side to the left tackle, it's not the worst idea I've ever heard. If you think Tristan Wirfs can play on the left side, let's run with that too. Fantastic player, fantastic athlete, and as we've been telling you for a while now, he's got some mean old custom, which is what you always want from alignment. Just so you guys know, 11 overall, Jedrick Wills went to the New York Jets. Um, Trevor had, I believe, four tackles go in the top 14. This broke well, where tackle number two went at 10. You know, So the Browns were able to scoop up Tristan Wirfs in this scenario. 41 overall. Again here now, the Arizona Cardinals at 40 overall. Double dipped here, offensive line. Marlon Davidson, Arizona Cardinals. Um, I guess you can see kind of what Trevor's vision is. The offense was doing enough. you got to find a way to strengthen that defense. So Marlon Davidson at 40 over to the Cardinals. Leaves 41 overall from the Bayou, Grant Delpit, and just get one more LSU Tiger into the fold here with the Browns. Uh, it's it's not going to be stunning if Grant Delpit goes here. It's not. It's it, it, It's tough when you had the tackling questions. He's going to need to absolutely destroy his combine. But again, like we've told you, with an underclassman who had tackling concerns, he can't fix it in the mobile. He couldn't have fixed it at the combine. He's not going to be able to fix it at his pro day. Those are concerns that there's no way he can squash. The only way he can squash any of it and help himself is by testing ridiculously well as an athlete, which is certainly capable. But go ahead, bring one more Bayou Bangle up on here. To Cleveland, get him in a secondary with Greedy Williams, get him around Jarvis, get him around Odell. Death taxes, LSU athletes, count on it, book it. And just so everybody knows, Jaguars at 42 took Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. Uh, you know, obviously Jalen uh, Johnson, interesting pick um, going through his third 
surgery. Tough spot for the young man. Good player. We'll see how it works out for Jacksonville. You get to pick 74 here. Now, Jacksonville at 73. In round three in front of him, Kyle Duggar. Uh, Kyle Duggar from you know, Lenore Ryan. question with Kyle's going to be is, is, can he get it done? And there's people floating around the safety idea, which at his size and at his speed and athleticism sounds really, really good. Um, I think there's a safe plan B with Kyle Duggar if it doesn't work out. Um, you can maybe push him up closer to the line of scrimmage where he's strong enough, physical enough, athletic enough where he should be a major, major difference there. 74 overall for your Cleveland Browns. Akeem Davis Gaither out of Appalachian State. Um, again, didn't get to solidify numbers with him. Uh, one I'm not so concerned on. Fast as heck on tape. Uh, ton of production. Little bit undersized. The question is going to be how, if he were a Cleveland Brown, are you going to manipulate this linebacking core? Is it going to be Sione Takitaki at the mic? Would that now put Mac at the Sam? Would this put Akeem Davis Gaither in the Willie role? Can you get a veteran in here for the time being? To you? So just in case you're not sure how these three young guys are going to work out, certainly a possibility. But Akeem Davis Gaither at 74 overall. And again, just so you know, Colts at 75. Matt Hennessy, interior offensive lineman out of Temple. Big bad dude, mean old cuss, moves around really well. Pick 90. Um, you go to 89 here, and obviously, you know, Jaguars, uh, Minnesota Vikings here, I'm sorry. Khalil Davis out of Nebraska, part of the Davis Twins, interior guy, 4 7 40 from a damn near 300 pound lineman. Interior guy, good player. I'm not sure if the Browns would have interest. I do like Trevor's pick here at 90 overall. Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. This is one that hurt. Um, Brian Edwards got hurt in the testing leading up to the combine. Was unable to test, was going to test probably very well. Had an accomplished four-year career down in uh, you know down in Lexington, South Carolina. Great, great career, great player. He brings more size to the wide receiver room. Can allow you to do more with Jarvis and Odell. Move them in. You have Ratley, who's another bigger guy. Gives you flexibility within your offensive scheme. You can bring him along slowly because he's not going to be relied upon right away. But had a good career. Never really had much quarterback play at South Carolina. Brian Edwards, solid player. And this was where Trevor had a little bit of a wide receiver run. Las Vegas right afterwards at 91. Von Jefferson from Florida, 92 overall. Ravens taking Michael Pittman. So these were guys Trevor had a little bit higher. Um, so Brian Edwards, yeah, definitely would. I'd welcome the pick. I'd welcome the player. Um, great, work ethic, great work ethic, great talent, big, strong, physical runs really well uh you know hope the kid heals up quickly and you know we'll get to know more about him and obviously everything else with the draft process as we continue to roll on this is your monday edition if you haven't checked it out there is day one wrap up there is day two wrap up there is day three wrap up and here is your day four make sure you're checking out the google news hits uh, I, uh, Apple iTunes ratings and reviews. Keep bringing them, guys. Always great for me. Always help the show. With that, everybody, kick ass. Enjoy your Monday. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.